0: Eric Walden of Salt Lake Tribune joining us now. He comes to us on the Smart Rain guest line. Utah will be in a drought next summer. Smart Rain knows that 2022 budget planning for most businesses is coming soon, so you need to take advantage of their Save Now, Pay Later promotion and do your part by saving water while saving money check out best of state award winner smart rain at smartrain.net eric walden of the tribune joining us eric did you ever imagine in the 90s that in 2021 when i was sitting next to you in the 90s covering utah women's basketball that i would be on the radio and you'd be on the radio with me and we'd be talking jazz basketball some 20 years later
1: I could have imagined you on the radio because you were big time back then. But me <laughs> joining you, no, I had, I had no thoughts of that ever
0: happening. Well, here we are, and the season is upon us. As far as preseason ending tonight, obviously, with the Milwaukee Buck game, and then they, they go into practice for a week, and then it starts a week from tonight. Uh, preseason, uh, you know, hard to put a big, uh, well, I learned this or learned that. Um, I guess for me, the, the, I haven't seen Rudy Gay, ob- obviously, out there. Whiteside, you know, I've seen enough of him to know what he's capable of doing at the professional level because he's been doing it. Uh, the rest of the guys are all who they are, right? And and Mitchell will get better, sure, and, and we'll see what happens there. I, I have a hard time believing, maybe because I want to believe it, because I want to see the team do well because it's good for business, but I just have a hard time believing that Butler fell this low and this kid could be this good. Talk me out of it or talk me into it.
1: No, I mean, like, everyone seems to be in <laughs> that same opinion after watching him in those first two preseason games, right? Like, I mean, there was a reason that uh, he he got named in the NBA GM survey as being, you know, one of the potential steals of the draft. Um, clearly, we can see that, you know, a lot of teams were, you know, ha- had some trepidation about the heart condition that he had and, and, and the knee condition that he had. And, um, you know, obviously those will be things that we need to pay attention to down the line, but uh, the kid can play. You know, there's, there's no two ways around that. Um, he's been great. And, and does that translate into immediate playing time, you know, right away? Probably not. Um, you know, Quinn Quinn is very much set on a nine-man rotation. And with Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley as your starters, and Jordan Clarkson as the reigning sixth man of the year, and, and Joe Ingles kind of the de facto backup point guard, probably going to be hard to crack that rotation when all of those guys are, are healthy and active. But um, if one of those guys gets injured, or if the Jazz decide, you know, hey, we want to – take it easy with Mike Conley again, hold him out on the second half back to back. If they decide they want to do a little bit of load management and, and make sure that those guys are healthy and, and, you know, fully charged for a playoff run. uh, That's where I think we're going to see a lot of opportunities for Jared Butler to play. And, you know, everyone in the organization is impressed with him. You know, he's, he's shown the ability to score, shown the ability to get to his spots that he likes on the court um, is he a perfect prospect? No, he is, he, he's not the most athletic. He has a little trouble finishing over you know longer big men, but uh, there's a ton to like about him and, and, and getting him at number 40 overall is just, yeah, it's an absolute coup for this front office.
0: It also seems maturity wise he's off the charts and listening to him do his interviews.
1: Yeah, for sure. that's been you know those beyond beyond the simple talent, Factor, which of course is number one, and will always win out. Um, You know, you you've heard this organization talk so many times about "quote unquote" jazz DNA, and yeah, this kid's got it. He's got an unbelievable maturity factor, which was a huge uh, component of them being willing to draft him. You know, there's a reason that he was the most outstanding player of the NCAA Final Four. Um, He's got leadership qualities, uh, even though he's a he's a relatively young guy. Um, he's a guy who his teammates have said, hey, he comes to us and, like, you know, he's he's not cocky, uh, he's not, you know, he. I mean, he is to a degree. You've got to be to a degree to be an NBA player, but uh, their point is he's willing to learn. He's willing to ask questions. He's willing to concede. He doesn't know everything he needs to know yet and that these guys are in a position to teach him and to help him get better. And so they've all just kind of, Uh, repeated time after time that um, they've been so impressed with uh, the fact that he's willing to go to them and say what about this situation? What do I do here? How can I make this work? So um, a guy who's willing to put in that much work this early, is uh, you've got to think good things about him.
0: Eric Walden, the Tribune, joining us. Other teams, like particularly the Lakers, you know, LeBron was talking about how they're going to need some time. And, and I, I buy that 100%. I don't think you can just throw guys together, even in basketball, and expect them to just mesh so quickly. But I look at the Jazz, and they overwhelmingly bring back the majority of their guys. And right now, it looks like Whiteside and Gay. Gay's out, so we'll see when he gets back and when he's ready to go. There'll be some assimilation. But I'm. Expecting Whiteside to not have that much of a learning curve, meaning to a good degree he should be able to hit the ground running. How do you see that
1: It's interesting because we've seen the ups and downs with him already in in these three preseason games um you know watching him against New Orleans the other night uh we saw a, a few of the struggles um you know, he's, he's acknowledged that Quinn Snyder's system is a little bit different than what he's accustomed to just because it's definitely like either we're switching out on the perimeter or we're having you drop back to the rim to cut off drives to the hoop. And he's acknowledged that, you know, it's a little bit difficult. He, he's so used to when guys kind of float into that mid-range area and take a shot, he's so used to going up to challenge that. And they're telling him let the guy take the mid-range shot. We'd rather have you in a position to get a potential rebound. Um, So in that respect, you know, it's an acclimation process, even for him as what an eight-year veteran of the NBA or or something like that. But um, to your point, I I think there are big expectations from them that he'll be the primary backup to Rudy Gobert once the season starts. I think they really are excited about the prospect of having two – athletic rim protecting rim running big men you know having a guy who can who can go out there and play in a style similar to what gobert does and give them that rim protection component for a full 48 minutes
0: so i'm hearing the key is yoga when it comes to mike conley is this true
1: well that's that apparently is the key this year so um it's interesting right in talking to mike he he had told us that going into last year uh, he felt the best he'd ever felt physically in his entire career, and you know that wasn't necessarily helpful when when the hamstring issues had popped up again um, but yeah to to your point, he's told us that uh, this off season he got in contact with former jazz man Joe Johnson, uh, who is a big advocate of vikram hot yoga. And Joe told him, hey, man, you really should investigate this. You should get into it. It'll literally add years to your career just with the, uh, flexi- the additional flexibility factor. And so Mike decided to take him up on it, try it out. And, and he now is a big advocate of it as well, says that he's feeling a difference in his body yet again. <laughs> and uh, we'll see where that goes. I mean, it certainly doesn't hurt for him to try Whatever he can at this point to try and keep himself healthy and available down the stretch, right?
0: Yeah. It's sort of like every uh, training camp for football in August for the colleges. Oh, man, we look great. The offense is clicking. Defense is flying around, making plays. It's like blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I want to give. Conley the benefit of the doubt because I think he's a true pro and I don't think he'll say stuff just to say stuff I think when he speaks he speaks truth as he sees it so I believe him he's got the credibility as a human being he's got the credibility as an NBA basketball player so if he says something I don't think he's just saying it because his track record is impeccable but then there's a little part of me on the other shoulder, and it's, you know, I'm an old newspaper guy, and we're cynical by nature, as you know, and we start to think, yeah, okay, that's great, but talk to me in April, May, and if you should get there June, that's sort of where I'm at when it comes to this.
1: Yeah, and you know, you're, you're right to be wary, just because we have seen over these last two years that uh, it's been exceedingly difficult for him to stay healthy, so... I'm really going to be curious to see kind of how Quinn Snyder approaches that this year. You know, whether, or, or rather, to what degree he kind of embraces uh, Kawhi Leonard-style load management of just sitting guys out uh, for the sake of you know lessening their capacity to go out there and get injured. Um, some injuries, you know, they're they're, they're freak things, um, and no matter what you do, they're gonna they're gonna pop up, but. Um, you know, when you least expect them, to a degree, that's kind of been the case with Mike. But um, you know, I, I think that's a good reason why we might see guys like Mike sit out a little bit more. Why we might even see guys like Joe Ingles sit out a little bit more. Just I think the team is at the point where they recognize we got to be all in on the postseason. We got to do everything we absolutely can to make sure guys are available in the playoffs because. Making it to the second round just just doesn't cut it anymore.
0: No, Eric Walden joining us as the Sully Tribune. It certainly doesn't. Not when you're built, and I believe that they are built to contend. For the best record, if that means anything, but most importantly, to win the West, I think that's what they're at. That's where they're at. That's where all the moves, the moves that they made in terms of re-signing guys or bringing in new dudes, it was all designed to win the West. That is the legitimate goal, Uh, and and it's there. Obviously, it's not the only uh, team. No, they're not the only team that has that goal. Uh, How many teams do you think would be a threat? to derail the Jazz, and I know it's extremely early now and there's a million things can happen, but as we sit here a week before the season starts, who do you view as threats to contend with the Jazz for that very same goal of winning the West?
1: Well, you got to put Phoenix up there again. Obviously, they're an incredible team, and, and they bring back you know the bulk of their core. They've made a few additions as well. You've got to expect they'll be right back there. Uh, Denver should be really good again. Um, We saw them really start to kind of come together after the uh, the Aaron Gordon trade a year ago, and getting Jamal Murray back will be incredible for them. I'm really curious to see what happens with the Lakers. I don't expect that the Lakers are going to necessarily have uh, the greatest regular season record just because, you know, uh, as we discussed earlier, so many new faces on that roster that even with them being all talented faces, you know, it, it, we've, we've seen that it takes a certain amount of time for guys to acclimate to one another on the court, and they haven't had that yet. Now, by the time the playoffs roll around, you would expect that they'd have figured that out, and, and then we'll see, you know, have they solved the spacing issues that come with playing two bigs and also Russell Westbrook and LeBron James, and, you know, we'll see how they're looking. They certainly have enough talent that they should be able to do it. Um, beyond that, I'm I'm curious to see how Golden State looks this year with uh, with Clay Thompson coming back. Um, anytime you've got Steph Curry on your team, you're, you're a threat. With Clay Thompson coming back, you you would expect that uh, they'll be a little bit more viable. And and I really like their offseason addition of Otto Porter, assuming that he can stay healthy. So um, I think I think the Warriors are kind of you know a fringe team on, on, on the outside looking in uh, potential, you know, capable of potentially competing as well.
0: On paper for what it's worth, jazz had a great season last year. It, it sucked the way it ended for jazz fans, obviously, but they were still a great team on paper. I think they're better fair or foul.
1: I agree with that. You know, um, you, you look at how they went out against the Clippers, and obviously, it, it's a horrible situation for them having gone up two nothing and then losing four straight, and and especially losing Game Six the way they did, where you know at halftime, <laughs> those those of us Jazz beat writers who had traveled to the Staples Center to watch the game, you know, we're thinking, all right, we're we're coming back uh, to Salt Lake City for Game Seven. Yep. yep. And then halfway through the third quarter, we're like, well, we're coming back to Salt Lake City and the season's over. Um, you know, it, it flipped that quick. But um, I do feel like on paper they've, they've addressed a lot of the issues that uh, really hurt them in that Clippers series. I mean, obviously issue number one is going to be health, right? Because Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley being injured simultaneously in that series Really weakened their their point of attack defense on the perimeter and and put Rudy Gobert in kind of an impossible two on one situations of do I stop the guy with the free run at the rim or or do I take my chances on leaving Nick Batum and and uh, um, Terrence Mann open on the three point line so I'm interested to see what Rudy Gay brings he, he's had uh, some experience in the role the Jazz will deploy him at. Uh, These last few years in San Antonio where he primarily was, you know, a a backup four, but also played increasing minutes as a small ball five. So he'll give them some defensive versatility, some switchability, some one through five uh, ability to switch. I think that'll help. I think having Eric Pascal as a backup to him will help. We've seen that Pascal, you know, these last few nights can play. Um, I think the fact that they got Pascal for – for virtually nothing and and having him as a capable end of bench guy will boost their depth. And I think having, you know, uh, Jared Butler as a capable extra guard at the end of the bench to help fill those times, obviously, you know, Trent Forrest got thrown into a a near impossible situation a year ago when both Don and Mike were out at the same time. And uh, he didn't have the outside shooting ability to kind of replicate the role that those guys are in. Jared Butler does. So, um, yeah, theoretically the jazz are a lot deeper. They're a little more matchup proof. Um, I think all things, you know, I, I think if we're saying what's the ideal version of this team, they're probably missing another lengthy wing capable of defending and switching and, and hitting some threes. But you know, those guys don't grow on trees. So, um, They should be good. They should be improved. They should be capable of winning or at least competing for a championship this year. So I'm really interested to see how it goes.
0: How much is all sorts of interest? I agree with you. How much do you think that the fact that the ownership, Ryan Smith, is laying out a massive potentially amount of luxury tax dollars, a check that's going to have to be. We don't know what's going to happen. They could change the roster. But if right now, what's it's over like thirty five million dollars plus that they would be in the luxury tax and that that's put up or shut up money as far as I'm concerned. So you can have zero criticism on the ownership uh laying it out there by doing this. But I'm wondering how much does that translate to the players? You know, sometimes you hear of guys get a big contract and then they and they just feel the pressure of that big contract right off the bat to perform. These guys all got their contracts and they're all set, but the ownership is paying a ton of money to have let you have these contracts how much do you think that could potentially weigh on these guys?
1: You know, it, it's interesting because, yeah, to your point, there are there and and there have been a lot of guys throughout the history of the league who've who've gotten those huge deals and immediately kind of fold under them. Uh, I think working in these guys' favors that they've been so good for the last few years that they've felt the weight of those expectations before they even got paid. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Been here in, We've been hearing Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert say for two or three years now that they're not going to be happy unless they're winning a championship. So, um, yeah, Ryan Smith going this deep into the luxury tax is definitely uh, pushing all his chips into the middle of the table, as as it were. But um, I don't see it necessarily weighing on these guys, you know, now that that Donovan Mitchell's not on a rookie-scale deal, now that Rudy Gobert is going to be making – 30 35 40 million a year these guys know what's up right and and they know what the expectations are of the fan base and and the organization uh and they share the expectations themselves so um really it comes down to staying healthy uh implementing these wrinkles uh to to kind of fortify themselves against the areas where they were weak a year ago where where opponents could exploit them, and uh, going out and, and better executing the things that they do well. And um, if all of that comes together, yeah, we could we could see this team making a deep run and, and maybe uh, competing for that Larry O'Brien trophy.
0: Yeah, because these guys now, they're making Tribune-like money. <laughs> now, <laughs> uh,
1: considering that we are a non-profit, I think you know that that is not the case. I'm not making <laughs> Gordon Monson money
0: anyway <laughs> oh Don't who was down. man I worked here for 14 years and I never were, made Gordon Monson money are you kidding me
1: <laughs> uh, yeah I mean, it's crazy I've been at the Tribune now since uh, what 2003 I've been doing yeah? this gig this is my fourth season covering the jazz now um, you know I'm not going to complain about money. This is this is literally my dream job, and and I'm and I love doing it. So and and plus, we got get...
0: we got jobs too, so that, that right. matters. <laughs> and we all know yeah, friends who I'm, don't. I'm, I'm,
1: I certainly I certainly don't overlook having survived four rounds of layoffs.
0: Oh, this for point, sure. So. Yeah, I couldn't imagine, man. I, I've never had good timing in my life, but the one time I had it is when I got out of newspapers because it seemed like it's just been one thing after another there. And I feel we all feel for the po- folks who don't. Uh, who can't say what you've been able to say, and so we certainly respect uh, those and 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 grateful for the jobs that we have. That's for sure, Eric. I think we yeah. Agree well, that.
1: the Tribune is now. You know, we've we've been through some tough times. We've been through some lean times. Uh, we're on a good path now. We're we're doing well. And I would just, uh, if if you'd allow me, I'd just put it out there that anyone who enjoys the work we do, we are dependent upon. Uh, as a nonprofit, the support of the community, so I would encourage people who like our work to go to sltrib.com slash subscribe and uh, sign up for all the articles that you can that you can read. Get yourself informed uh, with some great local independent journalism.
0: Yeah, there you go. Well said. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate you joining us. All right, PK. You take care. All right, that's Eric Walden Salt Lake Tribune and they are dependent upon the public and whether you disagree with them sometimes or whatever, they're still a valuable asset to the community and very important to the community. There is no doubt about that. And sure, sometimes I may get frustrated, but so what? I believe in the mission that they are trying to do for our community. You may not, but if you step back, it's, uh, it's the right way to go. Journalism is, is extremely important in the community. So enough with my soapbox. Uh, we come back. We'll get you up to date, what's going on, and... We'll tell you what the media thinks of University of Utah basketball. Today is media day in the Bay Area, and we'll tell you where they are expected or thought to be slated to finish. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.